And welcome to the draft edition of the Miami Sports Pod. Will Manso, Clay Ferrero, after weeks, months really, of talking about the NFL draft. It is finally here this week, so Clay and I are going to do something a little different this year. We're not just doing our local 10 mock draft, Clay. We are going to do our own mock draft, so we'll go along and pick all the way through 18, where the Dolphins, as it stands now, have the 18th pick, their second first-round pick. So we are going to do each our own mock version of how we see the 2021 NFL draft going. So how much research have you done to prepare? Uh, let's just put it this way. Uh, we are giving new meaning to the term mocking the draft. Like we are, we are truly mocking mock draft series. No, I, in all seriousness, I enjoy this. I, I really love this time of year. It's um, I joke with my wife sometimes. This is, this is like my version of reality shows. You know, she loves watching all that. Look, I'll admit I watched The Bachelor with her, so uh, so I can't I can't pretend there. But like I I enjoy the misinformation, the smoke, and and trying to make sense of everything that's out there. So yeah, I've done a lot of research, but it's almost been more out of out of fun and enjoyment and, mm -hmm. and pure interest than it has been for homework for work. Yeah, so it's not keeping up with the Kardashians; it's keeping up with the Kuiper and just kind no, of. No, there seeing, you go. Yeah, I love it. Love seeing it. seeing exactly yeah. what the drop. And look, I will say this before we start: this is all in fun. This is stuff we, like everyone else, has, has read and looked and heard. And, and for months now, potential movement in the draft. We've already seen the Dolphins make two different moves. They could make one prior to the draft or on draft day itself on Thursday. But we're not going to do trades. We're not going to get too crazy with any kind of moves. We know that there likely will be something that happens. But we're going to keep it as it stands as we start the new week, 1-18, through 18, who we think will go where and how it will shake out for the Dolphins each of our versions. So let's start with the number one pick. And the number one pick in the 2021 NFL draft is clearly <laughs> who, Clay, to Jacksonville. Well, I, I mean, I, I think it's pretty clear that, uh, that they're looking at, at the edge rusher position, and it's got to be here in my – so I'm going to go with Greg Russo. I, I think Greg what, Russo – What, what right a better now. first-round no, pick. I, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's one of those few years where I – don't, I don't know that there's a whole lot of intrigue, not just with number one, but with number two. So, I mean, we may as well write it in, in pen already for, for both Jacksonville and the Jets. Yeah, so we got Trevor Lawrence at one. That's obvious. It's the most obvious thing. But I think what you're, what you're saying basically is – you, by the way, you and I have not – traded notes we haven't talked about this so I don't know who you're going to pick where in this draft other than Trevor Lawrence that's the obvious one but you were probably like me at the number two pick the New York Jets are going to select Zach Wilson yep yeah. yep yeah and by the and by the way I think it's I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I know what I'm talking about but I will say that man I watched Zach Wilson in one game early on in the season with and that BYU. was enough that was enough man and you know what's funny was if you put on his uh, college highlight rooks. You can't call it film. You know, you, we don't break down film. You know, we, we don't know what's, you know, what, what the call is. But when you break down his college pluses and minuses and put him up next to Patrick Mahomes, it's really similar. Like they both do the same things that are quote unquote bad in college, you know, if you go back to Texas Tech and, and Mahomes does this, you know, run around and, and throw it off of one foot and the stuff that he's able to do in the NFL that everybody says you can't do, Wilson does a lot of the same things. And it's not in a way that is necessarily reckless all the time because he has the arm strength to do it. So uh, I'm all in on him. I, I hate to say this on a Dolphins podcast, but it actually wouldn't surprise me one bit if the Jets end up with the best quarterback in this draft. 
Uh, you know, I think talent-wise and what you said, everybody's looking for the next Patrick Mahomes. I don't know if it's Zach Wilson, but I know he's got those traits where he can throw on the run, he can throw under and sidearm backwards, you know, and, and everybody wants to have that guy. It's an unfair comparison, but you're right. Talent-wise, he's probably as talented as Trevor Lawrence, but Lawrence is obviously the more polished, experienced quarterback. He's got the prototypical size. So Lawrence, Wilson, 1-2 to the Jags and Jets. That's the that's the, the drama leaves the draft, right? That's it. That's the drama now. Okay, now – We've got drama starting at three, and that's San Francisco with the third pick. Clay, the obvious thing would be they're going to take a quarterback, right? That they're going to they're going yep. to look for someone long term to replace Jimmy Garoppolo, or maybe even short term. The question is which quarterback, and it truly could be any of the next three QBs on most draft boards. Where are you going at number three with San Francisco? I am going with Mac Jones, and you know I, I tried to read everything that I could to to try to dismiss this notion that oh it's just a smokescreen to get up and you know the I think it was 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 it was it Chris Sims who came out and he said oh I I know Shanahan really well and 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 this and that and yeah, they're going to take Mac Jones and then Shanahan I think said well I haven't talked to to Chris Sims in years which I, I don't buy I think it's Mac Jones and, and I think what you look at is when. When the Atlanta Falcons went to the Super Bowl and Shanahan was the offensive coordinator, you can just see the types of things that that he did with Matt Ryan and that he can do those same sorts of things with Mac Jones. You know, Matt Ryan isn't a guy that has that elite, elite arm strength, but he's somebody who gets the ball out on time. He gets the ball out where it needs to be. He's precise. He's all the things that Matt Jones was at Alabama. And so all the things that I think people question about Mac Jones, Shanahan does a really, really good job of mitigating. And so I think Jones is, is going to go there and, and is going to do very well. So I'm going Mac Jones. I hate again, that we haven't talked about this pre-draft. We said, we'll do a mock draft. We didn't compare notes. We didn't text each other or anything, but I also think it's going to be Mac Jones. And I think it's, you know, I love Justin Fields and I'll get to Justin Fields in a moment. I love Justin Fields. Uh, I just think because of the fit and what you just described, I don't think it's a smokescreen when you have that there. That's not, you know, there's some things that are smokescreens. There are some things that are just true to a system. And I think when you look at Mac Jones, it fits a lot of what you just discussed. I don't think it's a smokescreen. I think San Francisco selects Mac Jones. So one, two, three, Clay, three quarterbacks, you and I are on the same path. I know that things are going to change up soon. Do they start changing now with the fourth pick? The Atlanta Falcons select. Your man, Justin Fields. I'm going with Fields there. And, and for, the, for the reason that I, you, know, you get a new head coach there, and it's a, it's a head coach in Arthur Smith who did so well with Ryan Tannehill in Tennessee. And you, know, you get Fields in there, and Fields is, is – Ryan Tannehill is really talented. Don't get me wrong. Fields is next-level talented. And you know, I think what's, what's the perfect situation here is you know, Arthur Smith can, can go in there, and they, they can win games. They can have a good offense with Matt Ryan. And let Fields learn behind him for a year and then go out there and he's going to absolutely blow him away. And so as a Saints fan, it pains me to say it because I think Fields is going to be an outstanding quarterback for years to come. Uh, but I think he's going to go to the Atlanta Falcons. And unfortunately for Saints fans, I think he's going to be uh, real trouble for the NFC South. We have finally a difference of opinion. And it's All not, right. I, I honestly would take Justin Fields at four, but I feel that there has to be a shakeup in this draft. And, you know, almost a few years, every year you have a quarterback, you know, okay, he goes a little earlier, earlier than expected, or maybe this guy you thought they were going to take. I think given Atlanta's situation with Matt Ryan being a veteran and probably still having a, I would say two quality seasons left. I think Matt Ryan's is still a quality NFL quarterback. Uh, I think the Falcons surprise and go for the upside of Trey Lance. I, I think that is where 
you know, a young quarterback out of North Dakota State who does not have much experience. But again, in that conversation, in that mold of a Zach Wilson who can make every throw, Lance just makes every throw and, and is athletic. And that's not to say Justin Fields isn't or can't make those throws, but there's something about Lance's upside that to me, a team early in the draft, goes for, bites for it, and number two is most likely that team already has a quarterback in place, and in this case, Atlanta does. I think they go trailer, and so that's my first surprise of the draft. But again, Justin Fields, to me, you can interchange it there. It could easily be Fields. But I, but I think the one that we all agree on is that the first four picks are quarterbacks, which with the Dolphins coming up soon at six, that is a great thing for a Dolphins fan. No, it really is. It really is. And, and I think they're going to be happy with uh, what I pick at number five, too. All right, number five, the Cincinnati Bengals select. You know, Jamar Chase was Joe Burrow's receiver at LSU, and, and they just seemed to mesh so well. And you know that they would love to pair those two together again. But I think Cincinnati also wants to keep Joe Burrow upright. So they're going to go with Panay Sewell, the tackle out of Oregon, and, and try to protect their franchise quarterback for a decade plus to come. Again, we have a differing opinion. Same logic. Panay Sewell is – look, I have – I'm going to tell you this right now. I have Panay Sewell dropping in the draft, and, and we'll get to that in a moment. Not Interesting. When I, when I say dropping, I don't mean like he's going in the second round, so let's not even go there. I feel that there are too many teams in this top few that really need a playmaker and that really need – that's a position in the NFL. And Look, I know tackles and linemen. I, it's so important to protect your quarterback, and you just mentioned Joe Burrow, Burrow keeping him up, upright. We already saw him get hurt, you know, unfortunately, his first year in the NFL – I think the connection with Jamar Chase is too good to pass up. I think not that Joe Burrow is going to have say, and, and that's it. You know, hey, you, you got to take him. Oh, I love, I love when I get phone calls in the middle of a. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, my my five year old daughter has a good friend who constantly calls her on uh, on Facetime. So I'm like in Facetime she, work calls she, doing interviews. She's calling. She's calling to offer you a trade. You better admit it. You're sitting there at five right now, and and you're not going to finish on the clock for the Dolphins yet. So maybe the Dolphins are calling to get up and make sure they get their guy. That nobody Mila, swoops ahead of Mila, them. Look, Eva is busy. Daddy is doing a mock draft, so I apologize. <laughs> Unless you're calling about a, a trade on the table, I'm taking Jamar Chase at five for the Bengals. That is where again we have a little bit of difference. We have the same logic. And I think at this part of the draft, everybody has the same logic. It's not like shocking players are going to come up here. Anybody who gets right. taken here is a player who you're not shocked is taken there. There's too many quality players. But it does change things up now from a Dolphins perspective because I know where you're going with the Dolphins with the sixth pick in your draft version with Jamar Chase available. Yeah, I'm going with Kyle Pitts. Oh, really? Even with Jamar Did Chase? Surprise you? you know what's funny is I would have gone with Chase – a week ago, um, and and yet as as the the week has gone on, and, and this is the most dangerous thing you can do, by the way, is like let the week leading up to it kind of sway what your opinion is. And I love Jamar Chase. I think he's a uh, you know, I I heard the the comparison. I think it was Bob McGinn's article. They compared him to Sterling Sharp, which I think is a phenomenal it's comparison. But man, when I see Kyle Pitts, I see Travis Kelsey, and and I think at some point you look at this and say you have a chance to take a generational player, like not just be a guy who can be the potentially best player at his position. And I think Jamar Chase maybe one day could be a, an all-pro level receiver. Mm -hmm. Kyle Pitts could be a generational player. And, and if you're the Dolphins and you're sitting there and you have a, a chance to take a guy who we could look back a decade, 15 years from, from now and say that guy was the best player in the draft and, and the best player at his position 
in the last generation, I, I don't think he can pass on him. So Kyle Pitts to the Dolphins at six. By the way, uh, I agree with you. Uh, I, I don't have Jamar Chase on my board. I have him going at five, but I have Kyle Pitts going to the Dolphins at six for the very same reasons you just said. Look, Devontae Smith, who very shortly I will announce his name. Devontae Smith is a special <laughs> player who I think is going to have a great career in the NFL. Uh, Jalen Waddell, you know, when you look at the receivers that are out there, is another special player. You mentioned Jamar Chase as well. But Kyle Pitts has that quality that I think is – like you said, could be more than just a very good to great player. He could be a Hall of Fame player. And when you have that kind of potential staring at you in the face, in an NFL where you know mismatches inside and speed and all the things that Pitts provides are exactly what you need in this style of game that you hope can get comfortable for Tua, you take Kyle Pitts and you don't look back. So uh, I am going with Kyle Pitts. So we both have Kyle Pitts, different four or five, but we have Kyle Pitts regardless. They're at six and the Dolphins taking them. So – as we go to seven, we go to the Detroit Lions. Uh, they are they are uh, looking at some very good players, Clay. Who do you got there? Well, I, you know, it's going to be the classic where they come out of the draft war room and say, we never thought that he would be there. We didn't even study it. It's Jamar Chase, and, and it's not even a question. Because I think uh, they like Jared Goff. I mean, I mean, you look at the front office shakeup that, that happened there. They wouldn't have brought Goff. They didn't just take on Goff in order. This wasn't like a Brock Osweiler trade where they made this deal just to, get, to try to get an extra pick out of it with the, with the swap with Stafford. They like Goff, and I think they genuinely want to give him a chance there. So if they're at seven and they get a chance to add the best receiver in this draft and, and really give Goff a chance to succeed there and, and see if they can move forward with him as the quarterback – and not have to spend a first-round pick on, on a QB. I think they do if they take Chase. Well, I, I agree on that logic, but except in this case, I don't have Jamar Chase available in my draft. I had him going at five, and I am going to actually go above Devontae Smith, and I'm going to say Jalen Waddle at seven. Ooh, I think Waddle is the I one like guy it. that like is going to find his way in the top ten because he's got that elite speed. And, you know, we talked earlier about Mahomes and the QBs, and everybody wants the next Mahomes. Everyone wants the next Tariq Hill. You know, everybody wants the next – you give him the ball, and he just goes. And if anyone yep. in this draft that can just give him the ball and go – a healthy Jalen Waddle seems to be that guy. So I think the Lions, yep. for the reasons you just said, a quarterback, what they're looking at with Goff, I think they go with Jalen Waddle on that side, that speed potential and that ability to just take it and go, and they go Waddle at seven, which moves us to Carolina at eight. Clay, again, we're a lot of our similar names, but different things falling here. Where do you see the Panthers going? You know, this is interesting because it's, it's one of those teams where they really could add – anything and and I don't think anybody would would be surprised so um you know I, I they need corner they need uh, I I think they actually may have tried to set themselves up to to see if if Sam Darnold could actually be the quarterback there moving forward I, I think they could really use a defensive back and and really use some help there so uh you know with all that said I think they stay put right there and they take the the best corner and and by the way this is the point where I think you could start to see some trades happening. Um, you know, you got the two quarterbacks Absolutely. left in the drift on, on my board. Um, you know, Trey Lance is sitting there and, and nobody's got him yet. It wouldn't surprise me one big if, if like a New England or even a Denver called and tried to so move So who do you go with? One who, is you, who is your uh, corner that you're going with? Presuming we're staying there at eight, I'm going to go with Sertan. And, okay. uh, and, and he goes to Carolina at eight. But again, I, I think there could be a lot of movement there. I think you could also see Micah Parsons. But uh, more than likely than not, we're going to have a trade by this point. But I'll go with Sertan. Yeah, and I, and I agree with you because here's the thing. I said in the beginning of the pod, we're not doing trades. And we're not because it just gets too complex. And you're like, oh, I think yeah. that's this in a second. It's just too much for, for a mock draft. 
I haven't called Panay Sewell's name yet. I don't think Panay Sewell's going to drop past eight because I think if he's there at eight, one of those teams in the early teens is going to jump up to eight and get him. Maybe yes. the Giants certainly that need a, could use a big tackle like that. I mean, who can't use a tackle like that? I don't think the Panthers would take him, though. I don't think that's the direction they're going. So for the sake of this draft, this mock, I'm not taking him there, but I think this is around the spot he goes because I just can't see him dropping more. But I am going to, in this case, take Devontae Smith. I think the Panthers are going to look for a consistent wide receiver, a playmaker. Uh, having made the move this offseason, you know, whether you believe in Sam Darnold or not, this is the direction they're headed. And I, I think you got to get him somebody to make plays. And they've got some decent wide receivers in Carolina, but I think he's the guy that, that can be that. Everybody talks about his size. I'm sorry I'm not falling for that. He can be that dependable number one. I've got Devontae Smith going in this spot. Now, remember, could be a trade-out, but I've got him going this spot and in my mock draft to Carolina at eight. Now, let's go. get to nine. We work our way to nine. We go to Denver, which has been rumored to look at a quarterback for a while now. Uh, where are you going with this? Well, I'm going to end up going with the quarterback. It's Trey Lance. And, you know, again, I'm not confident in that because I, I really think that somebody may jump up or he may even be Denver that jumps up and, and tries to get him sooner. But I'm going to go with Lance right there. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's somebody that John Elway is going to look at him and, and see, I think, a vision of himself mm-hmm. and say, man, I, w- I would love to just sit in a room with this guy. And, and the other thing about Lance, by the way, is um, people love him as a person. Like, it's not just the talent. I, I think people feel like he's so young and he's so inexperienced, but he's also somebody who's smart, bright, great attitude. He's going to come in there and learn. So I'm going Lance at nine. I am going to stay on the theme, but you and I, it's funny, you and I at four and nine, we had the opposite quarterback. You went with Justin Fields at four. I went with Trey Lance. I'm going with Justin Fields at nine. You're going with Trey Lance. So, I mean, we're both thinking in the same same direction, but I'm going with Justin Fields. I don't see Justin Fields dropping very much. Uh, it, I, he's one of my favorite players in this draft. I just think the way it shakes out, he goes at nine. Wouldn't shock me like your pick that he's four. Wouldn't shock me if he's three. If the 49ers say, forget Mac Jones, let's go Justin Fields. But in this draft, I have him at nine to the Denver Broncos. All right. Now that's the top 10. Let's get in the second 10. Now let's finish up the 10 here. Top 10 with Dallas. And then we get into that turn. Who do you got Dallas at 10? So this is going to be the first little bit of a curveball uh, for me. I, and I went back and forth here between Rashawn Slater, the tackle from Northwestern, uh, but then somebody who I think is going to be really, really good. And it's mostly because I love his bloodlines, but JC Horn, the corner from South Carolina. And of course, uh, Joe Horn as a Saints fan mm-hmm. is uh, somebody near and dear to my heart. So, but I'm going JC Horn. I, I think um, somebody who's really dynamic and, and they need help at the corner positions. So uh, JC Horn ends up in Dallas at 10. I, I will say this. We're going in the same position, except I'm going with the man who's still there in my draft that was taking a couple picks of yours ago in yours. And that's Patrick Sertan. I, I think sure. he's the guy that Dallas will get because I think they desperately need a corner, but, uh, but you know, Jerry Jones is, thinking of any way he can to get his hands on Kyle Pitts and what they would love to have Kyle Pitts in that offense my goodness you know with it getting out there and 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 the playmaking skills you know the way Jerry Jones thinks so it wouldn't shock me if Jerry Jones did everything in his power to try to get a position <clears throat> calling the Dolphins <laughs> to try to get Kyle Pitts I don't know if it's possible but I, but I look at a Dak Prescott and and to have an option like that a playmaker like that with the guys they already have having taken CC Lamb and having playmakers I mean that that is a uh, the thought of that is scary to me as a Giants fan I haven't yep. taken Sertan but I think they'll do anything in their power to try to get Kyle Pitts but we're both going corner at 10 just different corners for the Cowboys all right let's turn the corner now to my Giants 
Uh, we're about, what, seven picks away from the Dolphins' next pick. A lot of good players still on the board. I think I'm going to go first, Clay, only because I think this is a pipe dream, and I, and I, and I just said his name earlier. I'm saying Panay Sewell because I think okay. the Giants are going to do their best to try to get into that top ten and get Panay Sewell if he really drops. Look, if he goes five to the Bengals, forget it, it's over. But if he drops past five, it's not conceivable he can get to eight or nine. And I don't think the Giants are going to have the patience or let other teams have the ability to jump them and take him at eight or nine. I think the Giants find a way if he slips past five to get Panay Sewell. In this mock draft, I have him at 11 because I don't have trades. It would be an ideal scenario to get him at 11 because that's a steal. But uh, that's who I have going to the Giants. Wait a minute. You tell Dave Gettleman would actually make a call? I, he, he said this week that he's, that's a, it's, it's an urban legend that he doesn't make calls. <laughs> it just hasn't worked out. Apparently his calls don't connect. Apparently he's got some bad service. Okay, okay so I'm going to let – I'm going to let you make the pick for me uh, because Sewell is not available in mine. And so, uh, you know, I've got some flexibility here. Rashawn Slater, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddell, all there at this spot, plus some of the edge guys, Russo, Ojalari, uh, 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 Rashawn, uh, uh, excuse me, uh, uh, Jalen Phillips. So all those guys there, if you're a Giants fan, out of all the names I just mentioned, who would the Giants take out of those guys? Well, I, I would take a playmaker. I would take either Waddell or Smith if they're there, most likely uh, – to be honest with you, Smith, uh, that's the guy I would okay. really want. But I think they would take Slater in that scenario because I really think the Giants feel that they are they are now in getting Kenny Galladay, they have enough weapons uh, for Daniel Jones, and they just have to keep him upright. You know, and with Saquon Barkley coming back and a really nice defense developing, you know, they've very you know getting resigning Leonard Williams. Uh, solidifying the second corner spot. They've got like three or four solid, very good safeties. They have a nice group. Uh, Micah Parsons, a linebacker, is certainly something that can help them. An edge guy can help them. But I, I think they want to solidify and protect because I don't think they'll know what they have in Daniel Jones until they keep him upright. They, they seem to like him, but until he's upright, it's not going to matter. And if you have, you know, him, Slater, who's very versatile, can play guard and tackle. Uh, you drafted Andrew Thomas, who got better as the season went on last year. I think you could get a fair assessment of if Daniel Jones is really your quarterback. So in your scenario, I would take Slater. Okay, so we'll go with Rashawn Slater right there at 11, the Giants for me. Okay, 12 Philadelphia. Uh, they moved around a bit in that Dolphins move. They've got the 12th pick. They've got a lot of needs. I mean, they just do. They're still uncertain about their quarterback, what they're going to do, uh, if that's even a position they're going to look at. Uh, where do you see the Philadelphia Eagles going at 12? Uh, Devontae Smith, since okay. he's still on the board in my scenario, so I'm going to go with Smith. That's a great – let me tell you something. If he got the 12, I'd be extremely disappointed because that's a hell of a pick for the Eagles. I'm going yep. with Michael Parsons, though. I think they need a playmaker. I think they need an attitude. I think they need someone who can – you do a lot of things and get to the quarterback and be versatile and just, just be that nasty guy on defense. And I think Parsons being there at 12 seems like an Eagles kind of guy. And they certainly need a linebacker, edge, rusher, you know, versatile guy. I think Michael Parsons, if he's there, is my pick at 12. Uh, for the Eagles. All right, let's go to 13 now. Uh, the San Diego Chargers. I, say, I, I, I still call them San Diego because uh, <laughs> that's just the way I am. No, but uh, when you look at the Chargers of what they got uh, last year, Justin Herbert, obviously a phenomenal pick, and it'll be debated, the Tua-Herbert debate for years, but they obviously hit a home run with that pick in year one. Where are they going, you think, at 13? So, again, we're not doing trades. And, and in my scenario, I, they desperately need a tackle. And so I, I think they probably would have tried to make a move up for Slater uh, once they saw that Sewell was off the board. Mm -hmm. um, and I think this is too early to take Christian Derrissaw, even though I think Derrissaw is going to be good long term. So I'm going to go best player on the board, and that's Jalen Waddle. They're going with Waddle. And, you know, so if you, if you can't protect 
your quarterback, you can't protect your 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 franchise stud quarterback. Then you're going to do the next best thing, and you're going to give him a uh, a guy who can make life miserable for the opposing defense. Just get the ball in his hands. So Jalen Waddle at 13 to the Chargers. See, my draft for Sean Slater is still there, so I have Slater going at 13 to the Chargers for the same reasons you just mentioned. Uh, of you know, and I love his versatility. I would love if he ended up a Giant, by the way. If I, my dream of Penny Sewell. And all, you know, whether the Giants trade up or somehow he fell, that's probably unlikely either scenario. I would think Slater at 11 to the Giants is a pretty good, good bet if he's there. But if he's not and he goes through and the Giants go elsewhere, I think Slater stops right there with the Chargers. It's a good pick for them and for Herbert and for that offense. So that's who I have going at 13. All right, we're getting closer and closer to the Dolphins pick. 14, Minnesota Vikings. Who you got? Quitty Pay from Penn State, the, the edge defender. And, you know, that – yeah, yeah, from Michigan. Sorry about that. And, and the thing about Quiddy Pay, um, I, I love Cynthia Freeland's stuff from from NFL Network, and and she had something really interesting on him. He was the fastest and most explosive player uh, at the edge position in college football with pads on, right? Mm-hmm. So like, it, we get all caught up in forty times and ten yard da- uh, ten yard split and short su- shuttle and stuff like that. But in Michigan, he was faster off the ball and faster in a two-yard area, um, and he picked up speed as as he went along. So I just think what he does is going to translate so well to the next level. So give me Quiddy Pay, the edge defender out of Michigan. You know, it's funny because Quiddy Pay was a guy I had kind of in this area of where I was going to go, and I had a couple options for the Vikings. You know, I feel they need an edge, and they need they need they need an edge, but I also feel they need a tackle. And, and so I was going back and forth of who was there and what I actually went big on this one. I went with Christian Derisaw, who you just mm-hmm. mentioned. I, I thought Jalen Phillips was another name that came to mind here. I ended up going with Derisaw. I just feel like they'll get a tackle. They'll want someone there, a big guy, the run of tackles and, and big men that have happened already. You know, you've seen the good ones go. I don't think when you got a chance to get one like this, you let it go. I think he could be a solid NFL, very quality player for a long time. Uh, wouldn't shock me if they go edge, but that's where I have them going in our mock at 14. All right. This is always a fun pick. The New England Patriots. Are 15. <laughs> where, where does Bill Belichick go? Man, it, you know, we're, we're definitely in that spot now where I would have expected them to move up and, and get a quarterback, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, they're sitting there going to have to choose among the guys who are available. And, you know, they, they could really use a uh, – they could really use a wide receiver here. Well, problem there is all the guys that they really wanted are off the board. And so uh, now I'm kind of doing my research and trying to figure out who I would have taken here because in my original scenario, they would have gone, uh, gone with the quarterback there. Um, well, I'll tell you who I have. I am going with the theme that you just said. I have in my, in my scenario that I mocked out, I have uh, Rashad Bateman. I feel Bateman is being very underrated in this draft, and I think you've heard a lot of buzz about him possibly being as good as the second or third best receiver in this draft, and I think he could be. I think he's underrated because he played at Minnesota. He didn't get the spotlight, even though they had a good season. He's not a guy you hear a lot about, but, man, I think he's a guy who's going to have a very good career in the NFL, and he seems like a Patriots-type guy, just going to be a consistent, very solid playmaking, tough catches, can make plays downfield as well. I like if you can't get your quarterback, get a playmaker. And I think in this case, it's Rashad Bateman. Okay. And uh, I'm going Micah Parsons and, and I'm not sure why it took me so long, but uh, you know, somebody who I think would be a perfect fit for the Bill Belichick defense. I know that there are the, the questions about, um, you know, some of the, uh, I, 
I guess character concerns is what yeah. you would call it. But uh, you know, Bill, Bel- Bill Belichick has never shied away from from players who he thought that he could bring in and uh, and and would contribute. So I'm going Micah Parsons, a linebacker out of Penn State. There, two picks to go before the Miami Dolphins. These next two picks go to Arizona and Las Vegas. So let's start with Arizona. Where do you think the Cardinals are going? So uh, again, another spot here where hey, if you're Arizona, you want to find a way to uh, help your quarterback. And you know, again. If this is one of those situations where you, you could bring in somebody to, to make Kyler Murray stre- help him stretch the field a little bit, then great. And yet again, a, a lot of those guys are gone. It, this is where I think Christian Darasaw would go from Virginia Tech, the tackle. And, uh, it, you know, again, it's you either protect your quarterback or you help him out and you give him somebody to throw to. And in this case, it's, you know, I think you're in the spot where you can take Darasaw and feel good about it. See, I have a name going here that you had earlier, which I think is a great pick earlier or here, and that's J.C. Horn. Uh, for the same reasons you mentioned, you know, it, look, the bloodlines being Joe Horn's son, he's a tough guy. He's just a sound, very sound cornerback who's the kind of guy you're going to plug and play. And, yeah, he'll have his bumps like any rookie Q, uh, Q, uh, quarterback, I should say. But you're going to be a guy that's going to play consistently in the NFL for a long time. I like J.C. Horn. I think he's a good fit here. Patrick Peterson, you know, having been a guy that that was such a big-time player there in Arizona for a long time, you got a guy in J.C. Horn who can kind of become that guy now, that number one corner. I like him at that 16 spot to the Cardinals. All right, turn our attention. One pick away for the Miami Dolphins. 17. Let's go to Las Vegas. The Raiders always find a way to surprise us in drafts. Uh, (laughs) Where do you think they go here? Oh, man. You know, they need offensive line help. But again, it's just one of those areas where I don't know if there's anybody left on the board that makes a whole lot of sense there. Although there is a guy that I really like and and I've heard a lot of good things about. And so I I don't know where the the Raiders stand. I don't know what they've made so many strange moves at the offensive line spot. Please tell me, are you going with Elijah Vera Tucker? Are you going with Elijah? I'm I'm going with Elijah Vera Tucker. Yeah, that's why that's why I have there in 17 for them. And, you know, he's somebody that, again, you, you read up on him and, and people love him. And, and so I just think it's one of those things where you get him in the building and, and you figure out where he best fits because he's somebody who has all the tools, great attitude. So I'm going Vera Tucker from USC. Can I say something? It wouldn't shock me if Vera Tucker went at 11 to the Giants. It wouldn't Ooh, shock me at all. They, very he, he is uh, the upside on this kid from everything you read and what you watch of him and what you hear about him. He's he is to me the player that is going kind of low in this draft where I think he actually may get high. I think he could go in that 11, 14, 13 range to those teams that took linemen earlier. I could see Vera Tucker going ahead of a Darisaw, ahead of a Slater. You know, I could even I, I really do because of his upside. Those other players offer more consistency and proven production, but I think Vera Tucker is a perfect pick if he's there at 17 for the Raiders. I think it'd be a great pick. All right, so which leads us to oh, well, we're gonna end at 18. We said we're only doing top 18 because you know what who cares after 18 if you're Miami Dolphins <laughs> so Clay you and I uh, both had Kyle Pitts going sixth overall to the Dolphins and again we didn't discuss yep. this ahead of time we are not going to have the same pick at 18 because the player that I'm selecting you have picked already so okay. who, who are you going with at 18 man this is so hard I I, I want to do Najee Harris I really do I, I just feel like as the draft goes on you're going to see better um, value picks at the at the at the running back spot at uh, at potentially at thirty six or fifty. Um, so at eighteen, I think I'm staying in South Florida, and I think I'm going to go with Jalen Phillips. It's either going to be for me. It's either going to be Phillips or Greg Russo. 
Um, and, and I just think you probably lean towards Phillips at this point uh, because of, of uh, the more recent proven production. His upside is enormous. Uh, it wouldn't shock me if that's the direction they go. I, I think he's the kind of guy that can be a, 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 a damn nightmare matchup in the NFL. But I am concerned about his injury history. I am concerned. And when I say injury, obviously the concussion history. I don't get too caught up in the whole he quit the game kind of stuff because he quit the game because he was dealing with concussions. So, I mean, it's not like this is a kid who doesn't love football. He, he loves – and you, you see the passion he plays with. He loves – playing, competing, being out there with his teammates, but he dealt with some serious issues that I don't think can be minimized in this spot when you have other options. See, if, if this guy that I'm going to say now is the Dolphins pick wasn't there, I would say you go ahead and get Phillips. But I have Kawiti Pay going at 18 to the Dolphins. I think Pay is the kind of guy who is a Brian Flores match made in heaven. He yeah. can he can play the edge. He can play inside. He's versatile. His production did not match his skills, but I think Brian Flores will get the production out of him to match his skills. Skill-wise, he's as talented as any player in this draft on the defensive side. He could easily be a guy that goes top 12 in this draft, top 10 in this draft. Uh, I think Kawiti Pei, who, if I'm not mistaken, you had him going where, Clay? You had, did you have him going 12 to the Eagles? Is that what you had him? Uh, no, you had Devontae 14 Smith going 12. You had him going 14 to Minnesota. Yeah. yeah. And if he's there, he's a no-brainer, by the way. I, I love I, – I really love what he brings. And, again, you know, I there are little – there are people who I follow along the way who, who like, I feel like I learn stuff. And, and Cynthia Freeland was somebody that, that when she said that, it, it piqued my interest a little bit. So if he's there – Will, it's a no-brainer. Like, I mean, you you run with the card up up to the uh, yeah. You can do that now, right? You can you can get you can it's run with the a, card it's again. A you draft have, again. It's not. A, it's not. A, you don't. You don't have to go into Roger Goodell's basement anymore. He, he might even give you a hug. There will be actually give you a hug. Interacting, yeah. unlike what we're doing now. We're interacting uh, virtually <laughs> still, but it's okay. It's a podcast. So, so the big picture. That is your top eighteen mocks or ash from me from Clay, and you have. For the Dolphins, it's 6-18. and 18. Again, no trades involved because we didn't do this with trades. You have Kyle Pitts and you have Jalen Phillips. I have yep. Kyle Pitts and I have Quiddy Pay. Those are our Dolphin selections at 6-18. and 18. Uh, Let us know what you think. Uh, yell at us, scream at us. Uh, I don't – I'll be honest with you, though. I think the only one in that group that, that Dolphin fans might be disappointed with is Phillips and only yep. because of the injury history, of the concussion history. Yep. I think if there's one player of the ones that we mentioned for the Dolphins, I don't think there is a Dolphin fan who's going to say, oh, wait, I don't want Kyle Pitts. I cannot imagine that. I, may, I could see a Dolphin fan saying that they felt Jamar Chase would have been better than Kyle Pitts, sure, but I can't imagine any Dolphin fan would be disappointed in Kyle Pitts. I think Phillips is kind of that guy. He's kind of, he, isn't he going to be that guy in the draft where he could go top 10? He's the real polarizing pick in this draft. He could drop to the end of the first round, uh, but he is a special player. There's no doubt about that. So let me ask you this. If, if the board fell like this and you you had been me and you're sitting there and you don't have a quitty pay on the board although Aziz Ojolari was on the board and, and I could see if, if the injury I would have said him I would have said Ojolari I, I would have gone that direction and, and, okay so so let's let's even take him out of the mix let's say he's gone and so your choices are the two Miami edge players or the running back where would you go uh I wouldn't take Najee Harris at 18 I, I would okay and that's right if that answers your question, I, I wouldn't take Najee yeah. Harris at 18. It has nothing to do with Najee. Look, I, you're talking to a Giants fan, right? Who, when I, you know, my team is the Giants. I never hide that. 
who loves Saquon Barkley. And to this day, I can't believe the Giants took Saquon Barkley at number two overall. I, and I, so at, not even at 18 do I feel comfortable taking running backs when you have the quality of impact player at other positions available. Um, so it's not a knock on Najee Harris. He's, I think he could be a damn good running back. I just think you can get a damn good running back in the second round, in the third round, where I don't think you can find a Jalen Phillips in the second round. It's just not going to happen. Right. Right. So that, I guess that's kind of where I was with that. And, you know, I, I hate just picking a position that's, that's, you know, and yet I feel like that is kind of what I did. B-P-A. So maybe, maybe would make more sense. that's all anybody talking BPA yeah. best player yeah. available, right? That's what yeah. are all about. Yeah. But, but I do that. Look, as you said, I, I guess this is assuming the medicals check out and, you know, maybe that's, that's a big assumption. Um, but yeah, I just feel like he's super talented, but yeah, the, the point with all this is I know, I know fans love Najee Harris. I get it. Um, I just, I think especially with the chance to get a Michael Carter later in the draft or especially Javante Williams, uh, Javante Williams has yeah. got to end up, he's got to end up with a dolphin uniform somehow. That's I agree. I, I agree. I, he's my favorite guy. I, he's my favorite running back in the draft. And, and I don't, I don't mind saying that. Let us know what you think of our draft. Uh, let's talk some draft. Of course, you can always follow Clay at Clay WPLG. Um, at Will Manso WPLG. Let us know what you think. Give us your draft picks. Appreciate you listening to the pod. Appreciate you, of course, uh, subscribing and appreciate you watching Local 10. Don't forget, we've got draft coverage play starting at 8 o'clock on Thursday. The entire draft, those few days on Local 10. Make sure to catch it there. Clay and I are going to be busy the next week and leading into that draft with plenty of Dolphins and Draft Talk. That is your Miami Sports Pod. We appreciate you listening and subscribing.